0: Experience is the teacher of all things, Julius Seaton.
1: My name is Thandor, and I enjoy walking in the woods.
0: I'm
2: Fezik, and I love wandering the world. And then, if we find orcs, great,
3: we'll get to them. Well, I am Corin, a gnome with anger issues who spontaneously bursts into other animal forms uh, when things annoy him. I play Stanton
4: Hopperfield, who at this point is the uh, Lifefoot Halfling Ranger.
0: Time to go back to Love with me, Dungeon Master Dave, Seth, Chris, George, and Rachel as we explore Leaders and Legacies, a Real Play 5E audio podcast. Sanjay Patel is back with us for another exciting week of Leaders and Legacies. Say hi, Sanjay! Sanjay Patel, uh, I am Scoutmaster for Troop 1371. Great to have you back, Sanjay, and hopefully this week you'll get to do a little bit more than be stomped on by the bigger creatures in the game. Now let's join the party already in progress. So I believe last time we left off, you guys had just scraped your way through <laughs> a battle with the, you know, the cleric that you had fought previously. Defending space that uh, uh, Cheric and Marcus you know, had found themselves trapped with uh, Talgon previously. Managed to vanquish him. Cheric is down for the count.
4: Well, technically he's not down for the count because uh, you know, it, uh, we, we made sure we cast Spare the Dying on him.
3: He's having a very bad day.
4: Down
0: for the count meets KO'd. <laughs> he's definitely knocked out. Yeah,
4: but I'm thinking death rolls. When I Yeah, he's not having, yes, he, yes. And after we spent so much time trying to get him into into last podcast, rescue him, it's like, all right. Um, but most of us at this point, we're, we're on fumes. So yeah, if you remember, you're in a very large cavernous
0: space. There's a grove of petrified trees that uh, you somewhat somewhat surrounded in. Um, further down, there's columns that lead up to this, a faintly glowing statue of a petrified angel. With an amazing, stealthy silence, Corrin pops back into existence, having returned from another plane of existence, having been temporarily banished by the cleric. No one notes on this at all.
4: So, did the cleric? Do we kill the cleric, or did he simply disappear? First
0: time you encountered him, he simply disappeared. This time, you killed him, DEA dead.
4: All right, is it is it worth expending any effort to try and search the body, or search where he where he vaporized? Um, you absolutely could
0: check the body. I believe his body is still there, including his very nicely charred
4: vest. I'm thinking I'm thinking more than anything else, there might there might still be some information in terms of what's going on or what we can do, maybe books, maps.
0: Yeah, if you wanted to search his body, you probably could.
3: All
4: right. Uh,
3: so while while George is searching his body, I'm gonna go over to Cherek and Sandor. Um Thandor, do you have any more heels left? I'm very tired, but I think I got one left in me. Okay. Well then you you hold on to yours. Um, and let me see what I can do here. Uh, I will burn a level two healing word on to uh, Bring him out of the danger zone. Well, you can just say that Corrin is currently treating him for his injuries.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. A little medi- little, do a little metal, medicine check.
3: Yeah, medicine check uh, as well as uh, I, I will probably go ahead and burn the healing word as soon as he logs in.
4: but. Um,
0: okay, yeah. So yeah, just slide a little pillow under his head, put a little blanket over him for shock, that
4: yeah. kind of stuff. Yep. Uh I didn't do I didn't do so hot and checking the body, so I'm wanna come help me you're all tied up. Yeah, Fezic looks like you're on path. Okay, help me yeah thank you.
0: Yeah, please.
4: Fezic. But look between the two of us maybe we'll find something.
2: What do you want to roll? Investigation? Roll.
4: Yeah, that's right.
2: Yeah, I find a lot at the 23.
4: Yeah, you did much better than I did, without a doubt.
0: All right, so with a 23, when you roll them over, one of the first things you see blazoned in that leather vest that we all know too well at this point, a symbol very reminiscent of some imagery you've seen associated with Talgon and Batula. Yeah, you know, way back at the the very first grove. In his pockets, you do find coins, looks like some some gold coins, silver, probably two or three of each. So let's just, yeah you know, round up to three. Um, okay. And then, you know, there's some sort of little bag of powder.
4: Powder. You grab the bag and we'll have to figure it out later. Is there anything else we see? You didn't have any, I can't remember having any weapons or- He a- didn't, he was using magic. Okay.
1: Does anybody see any traces of Marcus? He's kind of just
0: sitting off to the side, kind of recovering from the attack.
4: There he is, I see him now. I'd say you'd be the most friendly face he knows, why don't you go over and and talk to him? Marcus, do you need any healing?
1: Uh, No, I I think I'm okay. All right, what happened?
0: Cheric and I had come down here to investigate why all of the kobolds had been kicked out by the dragon Valinox, or Valonyx, I can't remember. It's all a haze, uh, but uh, we came down here. As soon as we entered the space, we saw uh, Talgon forming some sort of ceremony or rite over by the statue. When he noticed that we had entered in, he turned on us, and you know, he you know tried to capture both of us, but he only got me, and uh, I slowly petrified um, until it, uh, yeah, I was able to stop it.
1: I thought you were going home.
0: I was, uh, but when I entered through the gate of the gods, I found all of these kobolds had moved out. At first they had moved to kind of try to scare me off and around. But they didn't seem quite right, so I was able to find Cherek. You know, he seemed to be in the group that uh, you know he was more talkative than the others. Um, I'm sure you've heard about how talkative he is. You know, from, from you know having met him, you probably toed your ear off. Um, he was very, very, very talkative when he and I came down here, and that's probably how we got spotted as we were chattering away as we entered the space. Uh, but anyways, he he was amiable and told me that uh, he didn't seem to think that this was right that the dragon normally would not have allowed taugon or yeah you know, we didn't know it was taugon at the time but yeah you know, we have kicked the kobolds out of their home for any particular reason the whole yeah the cobalts you know, really serve as his servants and uh, you know, helpers in staffing his underground lair which if, if it's not this space it's very nearby
1: well I think Jord that you both survived but we need to make it to your to your home quickly.
0: I, I do think that uh, this side trip is, is important. There's something we must discover because you know, I'm beginning to suspect that, you know, because Talgon attacked me, that you know, he's not what he said he was. And you know, well, by the way, what, how, how did you find me?
1: I came to help the kobolds like you.
0: But you know, how did you know to come help the kobolds? You know, you, weren't you headed to your, your city?
1: We got sidetracked and we were told to come find you and give you protection. Told by whom? That's a story for another day. I think you need to rest.
0: He sees how tired you are from you know, all the battling that you've been doing, and decides not to press further. You can see he's starting to kind of fade himself. That it probably took a lot out of him to resist you know, the the petrify spell that had been placed on him,
1: and uh, looks to you and yeah, you know, where 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 should we rest? I'll leave that up to the group. We should all get together. Let's go down by the bodies.
0: Okay. Yeah. You know, he starts walking that way.
1: Bobo, come with us.
0: He's still unconscious. Is is anybody else
3: hurt, by the way? I'm still good. With corn, hurt is a very relative term, so at the immediate
0: moment, I'm okay.
2: <laughs> Nothing a little sleep won't fix.
0: So, Sanjay, you're still unconscious. Cherik has been treated well. He's got his head propped up, covered with a nice blanket. Had a nice 24 medicine check to get you in play. <laughs> Yeah, and and just so you're aware, Marcus has told everyone you're very, very talkative.
1: That's me.
0: Why don't y'all gather around and let me cast a spell? So yeah, everybody's gathered around, I assume. Marcus definitely, you know, cozies up.
1: Oh, Jord, please give us strength. Let us continue this journey and fight this evil. And everybody gets 21 hit points back.
0: Ooh refreshing all right so you know Marcus is kind of still continuing to look around the space um yeah I guess cherick you you are now uh, regaining consciousness so he's at 21 health out of 37. okay yeah that, that's not too bad <laughs> yep. you're conscious and then you get an additional you can
3: throw an additional if we're about to take are we taking a long rest or a short rest
4: long
3: okay well then I I will go ahead and just finish off and top you up. Um, I've got several heals that I'll just burn and
0: make sure everybody's at full health before we rest. we doing a long rest? Yep. They've got the grove, you've got the area with the columns that's kind of a sanctuary, um, leading all the way up to this now, very dimly glowing you know, stone. Angel that you know rises very high into the into the ceiling of of this cavern, um, and you also have the option to go back. There's also a bunch of different um, cave entrances that shoot off from walls in different directions, so you could pick a different direction to go. Or would you like to set up camp? Do your long rest. I'm
2: indifferent.
1: I would like to camp next to the trees.
2: I mean, I like trees, but they're petrified, so I don't know if they really count as trees. Okay. Yeah.
4: It's probably as safe as anything else we have at this point. We still cover at least. Having just fallen, having just fallen this terrain, we have some idea what's already here. I don't want to go explore a cave and spend all that time where we could be resting up.
0: Yeah, describe the, the 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 camp you set up. Don't jump at
3: once to set up camp. While well, I'm just kind of like finding a tree to lean up against, and I'm pulling out kind of my ritual items for preparations for the next day. Um, Hey, Thandor, do you want me to prep an extra cure wounds? I mean, I know I spend most of my time in my different critter forms, but just to have for when we get out of a skirmish?
1: I think that would be very, that'd be very helpful. Okay. This looks like a good spot to lay down. It is very flat. There are no pebbles under me.
4: It is as smooth, as comfortable as a stone could be to lie on to sleep. Uh, Visibility is good in terms of anything around us.
0: It's definitely dark. Yeah, uh, those of you with dark vision are very comfortable. Do I sense
3: anything moving around us?
0: It roll me a perception check. 18. Yeah, it's almost imperceptible but it almost feels like the air in this chamber. So your, your tremor sense. It's really giving you the edge to discover this. Just, it feels like the air is kind of moving in and out, almost as if the entire chamber itself is breathing.
4: Oh, great. We're no longer a monster.
0: You didn't say it. this was a Halloween episode. Yeah, you're not lost in a, in a, a meteoroid uh, shower. Just It's just the air. It's definitely stone.
4: I'll take the first watch. Physical take second. There we go. Rangers lead the way. Ugh.
0: All right, do we have a, a third or a fourth? Yeah, Marcus will take third, actually. He, he's thankful for, for the company. I'll take I'll take the last watch. Cherik, you find yourself uh, with Marcus standing next to you. And uh, he says, yeah, thank you for escaping and saving me, my friend. And thank you for your friends with the mini pack. Yes, we would probably both be lost without them. My friend, do you need any anything to uh, be able to sleep? You can have my blanket, which is actually Thandor's blanket, if you would you know, like to rest. I know you took a lot of damage. You know, and it, it, it is quite warm here. Yeah, not, I mean, not monstrously warm, but it's not cold. Uh, I think, uh, it, yeah, maybe the blanket on top of it. Here you go, my friend. Thank you. And thank you for all your help in getting down here. Uh, although I do not think we made it in time to Yeah, save the grove. We will talk more of this in the morning. Yeah, you look, you definitely look like you need a rest. And with that, curls up next to a tree near you. (laughs) About five, you know, six feet away. Maybe six and a half. Or seven. Who's on watch?
4: I'm first watch.
0: Okay, so how, uh, describe, Stan, what your technique is for sitting watch. Have you found a location? Are you kind of doing
4: perimeter guard? What are you doing? Well, in, in this case, uh, since the ground is flat, um, and while it's relatively open in the fact that we can, you know, we can see between the petrified trees and everything else like this, there's still enough cover that we can discreetly hide ourselves, rest up, lean against everything else like this. So what I'm doing is I'm making a quick walk, a circle walk around the perimeter to get a sense from the outside what everything looks like. And then taking advantage of the fact that, uh, you know, mountain is one of my uh, favorite terrains. And the fact that I can hide in plain sight is after I have established what the whole area is going to look like, I'm going to make the effort to basically effectively freeze in place. So almost, you know, Standing still or sitting still to the point that I almost blend in with the terrain, which gives me a uh, additional plus 10 on my stealth, so effectively... Yeah, yeah, give us a, give us a big stealth roll to see how well you are. Big stealth roll, okay. So basically, I start out with plus 18, so... <laughs> Show off. Yeah, yeah, well, it's the only thing I'm good at right now.
0: That's not true. You're very good at making friends.
4: All right, so all right, so um, so thirteen plus ten is twenty three. Twenty three? Yeah,
0: that's not too, that's not too bad. Yeah, right. um, you, yeah. You, you right. nestling, are okay. you, are you looking or d- listening for anything in particular?
4: I I'm I'm looking back from the direction we came from where the battle was. So I want to see if anything else is going to be coming that way because mm-hmm. we got the sense from what we fought and what we dealt with that there may be more things know down past that darkness so i figure for now that's the most direct direction we're gonna have to go in but i am making a point of making sure i get i'm checking my six checking checking the rest of the group behind me making sure that everything is okay um and hopefully that as we're doing this and things are quiet now i'm not as gifted as um no i'm not going i'm trying to think oh. seth's character's name corinth Corn. I I don't have the sense of corn doesn't being, being able to sense the movement of the air to detect you know that the breathing and not everything else like this. So in one sense, you know, I the fact to me the air seems still and quiet is encouraging. But otherwise, I don't see or hear anything else. Uh, roll me a percentage
0: die or a percentile die. Yes, percentile. percentile Okay. One d one hundred, if you will.
4: Coming up, a twenty. All right, with a twenty,
0: it's yeah, a twenty percent watch passes fairly quietly. You literally can hear the breathing of all your companions. Um, none of them seem to be snorers, which is good.
4: No, if we have a snore, we have a snore. We set them up as a, de- as a death trap. Yeah, you know?
0: some sort of you know magical Morticainen CPAP.
4: Exactly. Uh, at, at the end of the first watch, then I will go. I will go and gently nudge Fezzik and let her know that I didn't see or sense anything, and sure where I was, how I was stationing myself, and everything else like this. And basically, we'll trade hidey holes.
0: <laughs> so yeah, Fezic, are you a deep sleeper? Would he to you know do some sort of performance check to see if you wake up, or are you a light sleeper and you probably heard him approaching?
2: I would say I'm an average sleeper. I should be pretty tired, but I don't think I would be like dead
4: asleep, you know? Well, having, yeah, you know, I, I, the, the smell of coffee is gently wafted in front of her nose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, French pressed coffee, nonetheless. Well, it French press is the easiest way to hand, you know, to travel, <laughs> I don't have to worry about plugging anything in. You know, find an electric bush in, in the middle of the forest here. Uh, so I I, hand, I handed the French, fr- I handed the, the French pressed coffee in a cup and we trade Heidi Halls.
0: Fezik, yeah. Physic- what? Yeah, you know, are you gonna you know, pretty much stay in the hidey hole for yours, or are you gonna move around? What? So I'm
2: gonna, I'm gonna climb one of these trees above us and um, hang out up there, leaning against the tree.
0: All right, give me an athletics check. Natural twenty for a twenty-four. <laughs> With well, a twenty-four, you get up there, yeah, you know, you know, without even having to roll stealth. You're, you know, silently, you know, nestled into place um what are you going to focus on you know while you're watching besides drinking your coffee which somehow you managed to carry up there (laughs) as you climbed
2: (laughs) i am that good (laughs) i have a tumbler
0: (laughs) that's right a little a little spill proof cap
2: so i reach into one of my pouches and i pull out this little silver raven figurine
4: and i just kind
2: of you know just bumble with it in my fingers while I think and whisper some words under my, you know, under my breath and just trying to figure this little thing out. And then eventually while I'm, you know, kind of just generally listening for things around me, I set the little figuring down and I pull out my tinker, um, tinker tool and I start working on
0: a little item. Okay, yeah. Why don't you while you're you're doing that uh, roll perception to see, or actually roll me a percentile die? I guess uh, like to see if you have any kind of encounters. A ninety-five. Ninety-five. All right. So you continue to uh, sit in your tree, and uh, eventually, you. Sorry, guys. <laughs> you you get the, the the sense that you know, Corin, did you relay that sense that you'd had before to the rest of the group? Yep. Yeah. He did. Yep. So you know, you you realize that you're starting to feel that as well. Yeah, Corin can be a you know a, a bit of a flight of fancy at times, but you know you you know, like you know he's on to something. That was this is the, you know I'm feeling it. Can I feel like where it's coming
2: from? <laughs> like you know I me mean? like right so it's just like in and out. Can you you can generally tell like where somebody is by where you just you know you sense that feeling. So. Can I kind of feel like where it's that breathing feeling is coming from? Is it a cave
0: entrance? You know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And in fact, you can sense that it—it it seems to be—you know. So if you are you're facing towards the statue with the battlefield kind of off to your right, the the push air comes directly at you, and when it feel the the, the kind of the breath inhale, it kind of pushes back towards that direction into the darkness. So like. The statue's breathing. Now, something beyond the statue would be what you would feel.
2: We didn't really explore that way, did we? We don't really know what's over there.
0: Not yet. Is it like a warm breeze or a cold breeze or? It doesn't change the air temperature in here, so the air—you know—you're deep underground, so it's cool, but you know, not. What is it? Ground temperatures like between 45 and 50, right? <laughs> Whatever you're, you're, that that static temperature is, that yeah, you, know, you you know you're not gonna freeze to death. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, you know it's it's definitely yeah. It would be cool in the summer and warm in the winter. Ish. All right. Good to know. Yeah. If you've ever been in a cavern, it's that you know it's that kind of that dank, moist, you know, coolness. But that's not super cold, like freezing. So
2: can I use some intuition to decide if I feel like this is something or someone versus like a cave opening?
0: Yeah, yeah. Look, roll insight. Ah, no, not roll me some insight. Five. Nothing at all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you. Yeah, you realize you've been kind of focusing on this, and it's almost as if you like you know you feel like your tools start to slip, and you tightened up on them, and yeah, then you can't quite find it again. So you know the rest of your shift passes somewhat uneventfully, you know, other than the drinking of coffee and the tinkering with the you know your tools. Then I will
2: um, go and wake up Marcus and not say anything and wake
0: him up. <laughs> So uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. How, how are you? Yeah, how yeah, how are you? You know, how is this uh, you know non non confrontational um, wake up call? With it <laughs> aside. How does that work? <laughs> how does that work? <laughs> does,
2: does he sleep laying down or is he like leaning
0: against the tree? Just... He's sleeping with his back to a tree, so he's kind of you know reclining up against the tree with his legs out in front of him. <laughs>
2: I don't kick him, but I use my toe to nudge his shoulder. So I like stick it out there and just like push him with my foot.
0: Yeah, he, he stirs a little bit, not necessarily surprised, but you know, he had gotten into fairly decent sleep. So, uh, but you know, he's, you know, he, he says, thank you for waking me. I, I will take my watch. Have, have you noticed anything? Nope, not really. Nothing that we didn't already know. So you felt the breathing as 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 Corin did? Yeah, you're awfully insightful tonight. Yes, well I, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows George.
2: Other than that, it's been quiet. Good night.
0: See. Good night. He's a little bit more restless than the first two of you were. You know, he does sit and kind of you know, have some coffee to wake up. He finds a, a a nice, you know, not stump, but uh, kind of a rock outcropping nearby to sit on while he drinks. But eventually, he he gets up and kind of starts to kind of walk the perimeter of the grove, and you know he sees that it's laid out very much like the uh, the you know the birch grove that you originally went into, and that this you know the stone does form a canopy over five trees, but even Even the leaves have been petrified in place, as if it happened in an instant rather than over time, because you would have thought that if they had petrified over time, the leaves would have all fallen off and probably turned to dust and blown away. Somebody else rolled me a percentile, Dad. 69. Okay. Pauses for a second as if he hears something, but doesn't, but still feels himself drawn a little bit over. He walks into the, you know, the kind of the courtyard between the columns. And you know, looks around and then realizes, okay, I probably should stick with my party. And uh, you know, circles back to the trees and you know, finds a nice place to sit. He passes his time quietly. If you were watching him, you might you know see him doing some prayers. Um, Who's he gonna wake up? Me. Corin, describe how you would say you you usually have a more elaborate bed setup than most folks. What was your setup? And uh, yeah, yeah, I just need to know how to approach.
3: I found a tree this time and. I don't even think I fully unrolled my blanket. I just kind of fell on the ground and put my head on my pack, and I was out before they even finished deciding the layout of the group.
0: Okay. So, you know, and you're in your human form, correct? <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah I, mean, I, I am in my human form. I ran out of animals.
0: Yeah. So, you know, you feel a hand gently placed on your shoulder. It's a very big one. And, uh, you know, you hear Corin, brother
3: Corin. Corin will roll to the side and swing kind of lazily the quarterstaff in the direction of the
0: hand. All right, make a deck save for him. <laughs> okay, yeah, he fails. So he gets bopped in the
3: shoulder with a quarterstaff as Corin just kind of flails it over his head before he realizes what's going on.
0: Yeah, I assume you're pulling your punches. Yeah, non-lethal, just more to get away. Uh, he,
3: he's not. Yeah, no, no. This is more just Corn's just pry, trying to pry whatever that just touched him yeah. off, because it was definitely a lot larger than anything. So you used you to... hear
0: you know him say, "Ow, brother Corn, it is just your turn to watch. There is no danger. You may you may relax. Although Bye. I will suggest you not have coffee."
3: Yeah, Fazek says the same thing. You seem to a little me. jumpy. Oh. Uh, sorry, old
0: habits die hard. Um. No need to apologize. You be you, brother Gordon.
3: Okay, okay,
0: I'm up. I'm up. All right. Uh, anything? He 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 walks you through you know where Stanton had hid. He said you know points to the tree that Fezzik had climbed up into. Tells you that he walked the perimeter and that uh, he thought he heard something, um, but uh, you know it he couldn't quite pin a location on it It tells you that uh you know so far all is quiet otherwise
3: okay okay all the while i'm just gonna stand in the middle of the campground and just let him kind of walk around the campsite around me pointing to everything that he was just saying and kind of nod at him in his direction when he goes and lays down so at some point in time, he's going to remember I'm blind and I can't see what he's pointing.
0: You feel him lay down. After a minute, he gets back up and he comes over and, you know, May I borrow your blanket?
3: Sure, it might cover your thigh.
0: There you go. Well, I, I let it. Uh, yeah. and he's like, thank you And yeah you can kind of see he put him, his it over his shoulder as he you know heads back and he's gonna nestle into the uh, you know the, the crux of the tree trying to maximize blanketage to orc uh, ratios. I kind
3: of try to feel into the ground and see if the party is like shivering if they're a little bit cold or anything since we don't really have any like fire going or anything like a
0: campfire. Yeah, roll roll uh, perception at advantage because you know the stone you know does vibrate, but maybe not as much as the ground might. I think that was a an eleven with both of them. An eleven, okay. Yeah, so yeah, even with, without yeah, you, know, you didn't not necessarily feel it through the ground, but you yeah, you think you hear somebody's teeth chattering. Yeah, so it's cold, but no one's going to freeze to death. All right. Well. They
3: all need a good rest, so I am going to create a bonfire in the middle of our campground. Uh, um, since it's a magically sustained fire, I don't need fuel. Um, mm-hmm. And I will just heat up the general
0: area with the bonfire. Um, yeah. So one of the things that pops into relief, if you feel like a, de- a dead spot... I, I will slowly
3: make my way over well you know what assuming that this grove is the same as the other one um the the statue of the fallen angel or the angel should be below us
0: yeah this one this one's different in that the 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 actual temple and you know the shrine to the patron of the temple seem to be in the same space
3: No, no no i'm just trying to um think of a way to create vibrations so that i could actually feel the surrounding area um, but, but Earth Tremor only goes 10 feet, so never mind. All right. Just have a silly one ping, and one ping only. All- okay, fine. I'm going to take my quarterstaff and just slam it into the ground.
0: Yeah. One of the interesting things is like, you know, I, I think from your tremor sense is that, you know, this feels like very much like rock. Unlike other rock, though, it doesn't feel like it has cracks or seams in it, that it, it's it's like one solid piece. OK, so
3: it'd have to be a pretty big impact to vibrate the entire thing. Never mind.
0: But yeah, I mean, that, that that's the thing that confounds you is, is when you hit it, you know, you you don't feel the normal things that would help define yeah, the the anomalies in in the structure that would you know normally cause vibrations to come back at you. It, it it's it, it's like rubber mallet, you know, thumping thumping on a stone. It's just solid. All right. Um, the the air the airflow. Uh, we feel the air coming at us from a direction. Correct. Yep. Yeah, towards the uh, the the, you know, what where everybody else would tell you the the giant statue of the angel is walk i'm gonna wa- wander that direction okay so you're gonna go out of the grove through the you know, the kind of the
3: courtyard of columns i'm gonna I'm gonna regret this but Corin's gonna let his curiosity get the better of him um and Corin is going to kind of drift in the direction of the natural magic and the um and the wind that's coming out so um yeah, eventually you come to
0: a step. Uh, are you going to take the steps up?
3: Do I feel like a, is it like just a steps going up into a giant cavern? Or is it like a, like a hallway or a stairwell or?
0: It would feel like steps to kind of a dais because they stretch, you know, out to the right and to the left, probably for at least 20 feet in each direction. Yeah, I'll step up the platform. You, you get the sense that, okay, there's only three or four of these steps, and then it levels off again.
3: Y- yes. Am I, am I able to feel the energy coming off of it at this point or? Is it just kind of a null spot?
0: Okay, yeah. You find yourself on kind of a wide you know, platform um, and you can kind of feel the breeze still coming at you so you know you're still headed in the same direction you were before. Um, are you gonna continue to walk towards this statue? Roll Arcana for me, give me an Arcana check.
3: From a druid? Right. <laughs> Hold on. Uh,
0: 19. 19, yeah, you do feel, you know, magic. And in fact, almost as if there's magic beyond the magic that, you know, you feel closest to you. Like, that's kind of faint, but then there's something stronger pushing through that other magic.
3: And for the record, kids, I would never recommend wandering off into the woods by yourself.
0: So yeah, you feel this, you know, these two sources of energy and one, you know, it definitely feels like, you know, a very tall object. It's a very even magical presence that kind of goes, you know, probably 30 or 40 feet up into the air. And you know, you eventually come to what's the base of the statue. So I think at this point in time, I'm going to be like reaching my
3: hand out to touch it. And, And then I think common sense is finally going to hit home. I'm going to pull my hand back and kind of make my way back to the campsite.
0: Okay, so yeah, you, so you almost touch it and then don't?
3: Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Actually what he yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And we, we, we can add those. Later. Actually he probably he probably would touch it. No, never mind. <laughs> he would touch okay, it. Okay, he's gonna touch it. I'm sorry. Yeah. So- I'm trying to play a sixteen year old kid here, alright? Because <laughs> he <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, the, the, the interesting thing is you reach out and you feel like, okay, yeah, there's something just a little bit further ahead. So, you know, you, yeah, I guess, are you gonna take the step forward to, to, to truly reach out and touch what the, you think the object is? Um,
3: or where it is? Yes, yeah, I think I am. I mean, I, he's gone this far to, like, state his curiosity. I think he would touch it.
0: Yep, so one of the things that sense is like, okay, if you move your hand just a little bit to the left, it almost feels like there's something you could grab there. And I'm, are you gonna actually, you know, grab it? Sure. And, okay, yeah, it's a, it feels like it's a, it's a doorknob.
1: Mm.
3: I think that's going a little, uh, that, I think that actually would be one step too far for me. I, I am, I kind of feel it, kind of make sure that I think it's a doorknob, and then I'm gonna head back to the group.
0: Okay. Actually, as you're about to take your hand off the knob, you hear a voice from beyond the door whisper, "You may as well come in." Okay. Um, knock, knock. I'll turn the doorknob. You don't have to knock. You've, you, know, I'm aware of you. Come on in. All right. I, I push open the door. You get even more of that sense of breathing, and the voice says, Hold the door closed behind you." you're not gonna eat me or anything, right? In addition to enjoying role-playing games and being a scouting enthusiast, as I am, is I do do social research for contracts that focus on mental health. So I wanted to take a few moments at the holidays to remind everyone that they are not alone. Depression is quite normal, You know, other stressors can really turn your life inside out. So if you do find yourself in need of help, there are resources available to you. One resource I'll point you to is the SAMHSA National Helpline, which is 1-800-662-HELP or 1-800-662-4357. So please don't suffer alone. Reach out for help. We're here for you. The holidays are no time to feel like you're alone because you're not. If you've enjoyed Leaders and Legacies, we'd love to see you in one of our Leaders and Legacies hoodies. See the show notes below on how to get yours just for a couple more days. You can also support us by giving us reviews on your favorite podcasting platforms such as Podchaser, Apple Podcasts, or any other where podcasts are broadcast. We'd also love for you to patronize us by joining our Patreon. You can join at the $3 level or all the way up to the $20 a month level. At each of these levels, you get various benefits like access to our Discord channel. You can also get access to early episodes, materials that aren't available to anyone else. Uh, Plus, I think you can earn stickers and free Leaders and Legacies coffees, mugs by, you know, joining at some of the various levels. Um, So we hope you'll patronize us by patronizing (laughs) our Patreon. Music and sound effects are licensed from Soundstripe.com. Some additional images are licensed from Shutterstock.com. Our logo art is by Catherine Evans. Catherine is so awesome and um, yeah, we also have many other friends that we would love to mention like Steve Geist who is our number one Patreon um, in our hearts as well as in reality um, so we come back next week and always remember never to
1: forget I'm very tired but I think I got one left in me